0: Off, ...ships were laid up in ordinary, and riggers and colkers and coppersmiths, men who'd always found work, lost their places. Still, even in thin times, men will have their drink, and we should have survived if Mother hadn't had the taste for it herself and poured the profits down her throat. Eventually, she forfeited the alehouse and tried her hand at a grog shop, but that failed too, and we were obliged to move to Lombard Street, to one room above the shipwright's arms. At first, Mother said it was no loss, that she was tired of grog shops anyway, listening to men's tall tales, winkling their money out of them, and pushing them out of the door when it was time for them to go home. She said she'd never been without work in her life, and it was simple enough. She'd take in sewing. But with so many men idle, other women had the same idea, and I imagine they had more refinement than my mother. Certainly they'd have had steadier hands.' "'We pawned everything but the clothes we stood up in "'until at last it came to it that I should have to earn our keep. "'I was ready to do it. "'I've never been afraid of work. "'The only thing I didn't care for was the trade my mother put me to. "'I was fourteen, strong and healthy, "'and starting to have the shape of a woman. "'It was night work. "'The tariff was a halfpenny for a feel of me under me skirts "'and a penny for a rub of a man's misters, enough to bring him off. "'I wasn't to offer a full bill of fare.' Mother said I was too young yet for that, and besides, if I allowed a man full Congress, I was liable to catch for something we didn't need, another mouth to feed. My principal place of business was the town key, but if the moon was very bright, I'd take a customer into Pig Alley or down some dark cowl where we shouldn't be observed. The other girls gave me no trouble. We were all there out of necessity. The only friend I ever quarrelled with was Mary Jane Gage, and I'll get to her presently. The dockyard girls were all right. We looked out for each other, and on a slow night we'd stand together for company. There was business enough for all of us, and after seven bells we younger ones often went home and gave the old harridans the chance of our leavings. The later it gets in the night, the more a man is drunk, the less he cares about a handsome mantelpiece, just so long as there's a bit of a fire for him to poke.' "'Town Key was a good place to find business, "'if you caught them while the urge for a woman was upon them "'and before they'd spent all their money on drink. "'And Town Key was where I met my salvation. "'A man asked me my name. "'They did that sometimes. "'As long as they had a penny to give me, it was all the same to me. "'Nan,' I said. "'Well, Nan,' he said, "'are you hungry? "'See here what I have for you.' "'I laughed at him. "'I was hungry.' In those days my belly was always rumbling, but it was money I wanted to see, not what he had under his surcoat. He was old, too, or seemed it, bent over with a hobbling step. It wasn't that I was over particular, but old men can take a long time to get to the point, and if you're in business, you can't afford to linger too long over one customer. But it wasn't his old cock a he meant to show me. He took a snowy white handkerchief from his pocket, and when he opened it, There was the smell of hot baked potatoes. My mouth waters now, just thinking of it. He had salt, too, in a twist of paper. He gave me two potatoes, and he didn't want any payment for them. I could blush now to think how I'd mistaken his intentions. He asked me did I know my letters. I hardly did. Mother never managed to send me for any schooling. Would you like to learn, he said. "'and that was Mr. Pounds, who lived on Mary Street with his cat "'and his nephew with the crooked feet. "'John Pounds was a cobbler, "'which is a trade people generally reckon to be conducted "'by contrary, uncharitable men, "'but Mr. Pounds in no wise fitted that picture. "'He had the most generous heart. "'He only took good care not to make a great sentimental show of it. "'I went to his house the next morning and every morning after, "'and it was the oddest arrangement you ever saw.' Half of Pompey's ragamuffins were crammed there into his workshop. Sometimes there were so many of us that we spilled out into the yard, and while Mr Pounds mended boots, he taught us reading and writing and Bible stories and how to reckon up, other things too. One time he showed us girls how to make a thrifty suet pudding with an onion in one end and a spoon of jam in the other, an entire dinner to be boiled in one cloth. Mother said, "'I could have taught you that.' I said, you didn't know, did you? Mr. Pounds did what he did out of pure Christian charity. He hated to see a young life wasted. He believed education was the ladder out of want and hopelessness.